Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Uh, thanks, man. Man, he's really been working on his love language. Let's give it up for our team, production team. Great job, guys. It's always good when you can come to church and, and laugh and... We need more laughter in this world, that's for sure. Well, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the Love Connection. I, I'm told I need to give a few shout-outs out this morning. First of all, for everyone watching online that tunes in from all around the world. Um, I also found out uh, Revive has been tuning in from there, just downtown, for the last like four months. So give it up for Revive, everybody there and all the team, and to the West Side ladies as well. So, uh, you know, we're part of something much bigger and we get reminded of that from time to time. And this whole series is about that, about our connection, our connection with God and our connection with others. So how, how many of you have been liking this series so far? Is it growing you, challenging you? Good. Well, welcome. I, I thought that was really cute what the team did there because, yeah, my message is entitled, I Choose You. So life is all about choice. We know it's a choice. And every day we choose everything from what we're going to wear, to where we're going to go, to what we're going to do. But I don't know about you, but as soon as I start even thinking about the who, oh, yeah, I think about the who before the do. That's what I was trying to get at. You know, I start to think about what I'm going to do or where I'm going to go. My mind, my heart always goes to who do I want to spend it with. And I can remember that day like it was yesterday at the altar when I chose you, but you chose me. And thank you for choosing me, babe. And so we're on this journey together. But, you know, it's beyond just our relationships with that special someone. It's also the friends that we choose to spend our life with, that we get to spend. And here comes Pastor Rita Serenade. It's awesome. (laughs) So that's really where we should be thinking, because we're most like the five people that we hang around the most, and we get to do life together. And unfortunately, sometimes that's just for a season, but we want to make the rest of it the best of it. Can you agree with me? Come on. If you can agree with me, say amen, because you're in church today. Right on. You know, we know it's not good for us to be alone. God himself said, hey, in Genesis 2, it's not good for man to be alone. So I'll make him a suitable helper. And all the men said, amen. Some of the men that are still waiting for that helper said, amen. Awesome. So I want to challenge you on the power that you have to choose. Although some say that love is a choice, the Bible actually says love is a command. Mm Mm-hmm. Love is a command. Now, who you let in is a choice, right? And Proverbs says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. And so, yes, we, we are command to love one another, uh, but we get a choice in who we're going to let in. And so I just want to be clear, this message is not about walls. This message is about wills. It's being intentional and making wise choices according to God's word. All right, so I want to go to the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. You may have heard this at every wedding you go to, um, but you might look at it a little bit differently today. And my hope is that your heart will be open to receive from God and what he has for you and the connections that you are making and were made to make. So let's start right away in uh, verse 1. It says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am nothing more than a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Sounds a lot like noise. So my first point I want to talk about is how I choose to listen, how we choose to listen. There's a lot of noise out there lately. Would you agree? 
And so you can hear one thing, but you can choose to listen to another. We need to listen to love, especially as opposed to listening to lies. I'll say that again. We can choose to listen to love and look for love, or we can listen to lies. You know, uh, Ellie Weisel, who was an American writer and a professor and a Holocaust survivor, said this. The true opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Where have we been indifferent in this season? Lack of interest, where we've showed a lack of concern or even lack of sympathy. See, we were all made to make a difference, and we were all made to love. So, I choose to listen to the message instead of the media. Well, I got a few applause for that. Okay. I choose to listen to the sound of the trumpets versus the tension of the noise. See, there's a lot of noise out there. And it's where our focus goes, our energy flows, and what we focus on is what we give power to. And again, the choice is yours, what you will listen to. I choose to listen to worship instead of the whining. Come on, I think that's something that we could all get better at and give God praise for. Since we're on the topic of love, for the rest of this message, I'm actually going to be teaching out of the Passion Translation of the Bible. I think that's appropriate because the English word passion derives from the Latin word passio. You see, it first became popular in the 12th century when it was referred to describing Christ's suffering and death on the cross. That's the first time it came to play, the word passion. So passion is what we love so much that we are willing to suffer for the sake of others. Passion. Henry Cloud said, we change our behavior when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. Passion. So in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 6 of the Passion Translations, it says, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. What we celebrate and what we love becomes our connection. I'll say that again. What we celebrate and what we love becomes our connection. The scripture says celebrates honesty. So we can't honestly celebrate something or take delight in something that is counterfeit or that is corrupt. Romans 12, uh, 9 says that love must be sincere. Say sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. See, we cling to what we celebrate. Isn't that true? We cling, we hold on to those things that we sell. We shouldn't be holding on to things that separate us or cause division. In verse 12, it says, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly, just as he knows us. Isn't that beautiful? So we must choose to listen, but we also must choose to look. When facing a conflict, you know, things can become very cloudy. At times, our emotions can get the best of us instead of God getting the best of us, instead of our loved ones getting the best of us, those that we are called to love. So how do we find clarity even in the midst of conflict? By looking 
to what is love. God is love. 1 John 4, 7-8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. What we look for is what we find. So I choose to look for the good, to look for what is working as opposed to what isn't working. I choose to look at what we do have versus what we don't. And I choose to look for unity as opposed to division. I choose to look for companions instead of competitors. Verses 8 to 10, love is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after the words of knowledge are forgotten. So when the world envies, the Lord endures. Love endures forever. Finally, love is choosing to obey. I choose to obey. I choose to obey love. I choose to obey God. And 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, to obey is greater than sacrifice. See, we overcome conflict by obeying God's commands. Matthew 28 of the Great Commission, Jesus said, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you to the very end of age. At this time, speaking of love, I'd like to welcome up my love. Could you give it up for Pastor Charmaine? We're going to take a seat on the love seat. This is my favorite part. So, Pastor Charmaine, when you think of obedience and love, and what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Well, when we were chatting through the message, and you said, what's the first thing when you say obedience? The first thing I thought of was like, I'm going to have to be very careful how I approach this. But we're talking about obeying love. And something that we, like language that we use in our house is, what does love demand of me today? Not what does Matt demand of me today. What does love demand of me today? And if we go to the love chapter where we just were, it demands of me to be patient, kind, not envious or boastful, not proud or rude, not self-seeking or easily angered. Love demands that I assume the best of my spouse and my kids and my friends, and I treat them that way. We had a, well, we had a really awesome, very full day yesterday. <laughs> and it started out a little bit rough, not, not necessarily with us, but we had an opportunity. With our kids. With our kids. <laughs> and some of them are getting into those teenager years, so it's a little different. But um, anyways. But they need love, and they all speak different languages. They all, yes. When you got five kids, and they're all speaking a different language, it's hard to communicate sometimes, just saying. And then the birth order thing, and personalities, and hormones, and like. One's got touch, one has got no touch on the love language. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Like a mini Pastor Rudy. Yes. <laughs> yes. But anyways, so then we worked through some things, and we came to breakfast, and our kids are, some of them are so busy. They just want to eat and then they want to go. And, and they're like, why do we have to stay here? And 
but we we <laughs> you get to stay here. <laughs> um, anyway, so we read through the love chapter mm-hmm. as a family, and this I thought was amazing, and so I'm sharing it with you today, and I can't take the credit, but we asked our oldest son what he took from the chapter after we read it, and this is what he pulled out. He said, "We are called to be like little children, but not act childish." Yeah, I think what he said specifically was, we're called to be childlike, yeah. but not childish. Childlike, but not childish. That's so good, hey? It's coming from I a 14-year-old. F- he's, he's 14. We're, 14. we're all like, whoa, <laughs> that was deep. Childlike, but not childish. Put that in your notes. Really good. But I think, I know this is a little bit all over the place, but, you know, in approaching your relationships, I think approaching them as if you're still getting to know that person, you know, mm. and... And you're seeing, you know, when you first start dating, you see all the best things, wow. you know, and, and you put out your best and all that stuff. But just, and, and thinking about faith, right? Like that wonder, that childlike wonder and like anything is possible and Ooh. all that. We need to, to work on keeping that. Can I say something about that? I guess. Obviously yeah. <laughs> not in the notes. Um, but we get to coach a lot of couples, right? And some couples we coach have been married a lot longer uh, than us. We're like, okay, what are we yeah. ever been together a lot longer than us? We're like, what are we going to give these guys? But we always come back to love languages. And something that someone else coached us on that we passed on to others is, um, it might sound a little backwards, but, you know, maybe start by treating each other like strangers. And by that, what we mean is, would you say that to a, tr- a stranger? Would you talk that way to a stranger? So why are you talking that way to the one that you love the most? Right? Yeah, and so Pastor Charmaine's really good at, at that, too, to remind me that, you know, my kids, and especially her, don't deserve my scraps. They don't deserve my leftovers at the end of the day. They deserve the best of me. So that's, that's been one of the things that we keep at the forefront. Like, man, I'd, I'd treat a stranger. That's not right. Better than my, the people I love the most. So anyway, sorry. Did you put um, my verse in there yet? Oh, no, I'm probably not. Okay. Deuteronomy? or No, the other one. I don't know. Speak from the heart. <laughs> but talk about submission. Talk about that word submission okay. and how that's used out of context or people have even abused that. People abuse the scripture all the time. It's true. So yeah. again, in line of like, if you're like, she's going to talk about obedience and wives have to obey your husbands. And um, but when we talk about like the word submission means to get under somebody else's mission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also just means to look at the greater, the greater picture and the greater good. And even for us, that's what's that's something that's important in our family is what's the dream for our family, you know? Yeah. Every dad has a dream for his family, right? You do, right? And 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 we do too. So it's like it's it's being in unity in regards to the vision for your family, for your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And um yeah. And again, it's, it's a same. collaboration, it's not cooperation. There's a big difference. I, I talked about, or we touched on this a bit last week. There's a difference between, you know, like just doing life together and, you know, you have your dream, you go off and do my th- your thing and I go off and do my thing. And then, you know, we see each other at the end of the day. And unfortunately, that doesn't make for a healthy relationship, right? It's the two visions becoming one. It's the two becoming one. Right, And so you, God has put a dream on your heart and on my heart, but then he's also had a plan for us coming together with our family from the very beginning. So it's daily collaborating. And I'll tell you what the language of collaboration is. It's simply this. How can I help you? That's collaboration. You know, so we, we'll share about the things that are coming up in the day and what we're looking forward to. But then after we share, I'll ask 
Charmaine, well, how can I help you? How can I help you with, with the kids? You know, so now it becomes a collaboration. Instead of saying, hey, well, I need you to do this, and I'm going to go do this, and then, and I've never done that before. But then Charmaine will say, are you asking me or are you telling me? Because there's a difference. If you're just telling, that's just cooperating. But if you're asking, then you're collaborating. Does that make sense? It's really important that we speak. We talk about love language, that we speak a language of collaboration and not just cooperation. So why don't we do a quick recap on the five love languages just, just for those that are maybe tuning in for the first time or need to, or haven't taken the five love language test. How many of you have taken the test, the five love language test? Wow, way to go. Uh, and then how many of you are getting tested every day with your spouse's love language? Come on, are you getting better? Are you getting better, Pastor Rudy? Yes, yes he says he's getting better. Is he getting better, Pastor Steph? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, uh, you guys, can I share what you guys do, what you started doing? So um, is that okay if I share about I'm putting you on the spot or I'll just make something else up. Um, so Pastor Rudy shared with me that like we sit down, when we spend time with one another, we kind of want to have a gauge where we're at. And you might think you're doing really good, and then your spouse tells you, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing better than good. No, um, sometimes we have areas we need to work on. But one thing that you guys have started, we've done this from time to time too, is ask each other, okay, what would you give me on a scale of 1 to 10 on this love language, in speaking your love language right now? So you go through all five. You need all five. You, you still need to speak all of them. You can't just focus on one, but say, hey, how am I doing on physical touch? And then you might think that you're like an eight out of 10, and she might say you're a two. <laughs> you know, so that's where you ask, well, how could I get better at that? Right, because what you think she might need, like we're not mind readers, right? We're, we're not. We need to, we need, I need to know, like, what can I do for you? Uh, what might that look like? And then you get in, then if you have other friends that are, or guys that are romantic, ask them, like, what do you do? I get tired of date night with just, you know, dinner and a movie. You know, I need to, to do something different. Um, but it's important that, that you ask, and it's okay to know where you're at, because then you can only go and grow from there. Yeah. Is that good? Okay, keep going. Obedience. <laughs> I choose to obey. <laughs> Love. No, that's good. I was going to say, talking about switching up date night, and it's the same, like, for us, with our kiddos, like last night, uh, we played Wii instead of watching a movie, which turned into our kids making like the little, whatever they're called, the little characters for each person in the family, which was amazing. It was great. It yeah. was amazing. And it's just something different. And you see their personalities come out different, but just yeah. changing it up. But I'm just one more thing I want to touch on before I go sit down. I don't have too, too much to say today. Oh, you want me to talk more about the five love languages? Okay. <laughs> but I, one more thing on um, getting under someone's mission, because if you're in the house today and you're like, well, I don't have a person to get under their mission, it, it's, it can be the same with our friends. And what was on my heart even yesterday is we're just jotting down some notes is, you know, if you have a friend who's going through something, maybe they're going through recovery or they're going through healing, same thing, getting under their mission in terms of knowing you know, where not to take them or where, you know, kind of thing like who to be around and stuff like that. That's getting under somebody's mission in the same way. And you know, this, it's important to know too, especially for us that are believers or are new to the faith, that it's, it's no different than the scripture also says that how we as husbands need to love our wives the way that Christ loved the church. And when it references in Genesis that for this reason a man shall leave his mother and father and the two will become one, we leave the lifestyle we had before we were Christians and we become one with the body of Christ and the church. And you got to think of that same thing. Like Christ died for the church. 
right? Like he gave his life for the church. And we know that the Bible references us as the bride of Christ. And you know what? How you treat the bride has a lot to do with what we're, how, what we're going to receive from God the Father, right? Like we have to look at even that, that. There's a way to get submission is getting under. The mission of the church is the great commission to make disciples, you know, and I told the men, I said, hey, you invest in God's business, he's going to invest in yours. His word says it, Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God, then all things will be added unto you, right? And we're the family, like, look around. This is the bride of Christ. This is the family. And like Pastor Charmaine said, you know, that part of that is the healing part, right? And part of that is the growing and walking in faith and relationship. We're all being discipled. We're all growing in our relationship with God and relationship with others. So the five love languages are? Okay, they are? Physical touch, <laughs> words of affirmation, acts of service, giving and receiving gifts. Gifts and quality, and quality time, quality which is my gift. top one, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, could, and which apparently mine again. now. And apparently We're yours. finally the same. I know. Yeah, we for used to have quality time for now. We'll yeah. see what the next season brings, Bob. Yeah. Awesome. So speaking on the, the command and the Great Commission in Matthew 22, 36 to 40 of the Passion Translations, uh, Passion Translation um, says, Teacher, which commandment of the law is the greatest? And Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme command. And the second is like it in importance. And that is, you must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Isn't that beautiful? That's the Passion Translation. So would you guys stand with me? So choosing... I can say, I choose to obey. I will choose to obey who to follow, and I choose to follow Christ. I will choose to uh, what to celebrate versus complain about. I will choose what to say yes to, and I will choose what to say no to. And I choose love. I choose to obey love, for God is love. And finally, it says, my understanding is incomplete now. But one day... I will understand. You will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above else, let love be the beautiful prize in which you run. The takeaway is simply this. I choose Christ. I choose you. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father God, that we can come into your space and in this place of grace. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you know the beginning and the end and that your grace is more than enough. Lord, we pray through your word today that was spoken that everything that was of you would take root in our hearts. Lord, for some of us that today would be a fresh start forgetting what's behind and running towards what's ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you've been struggling with choice or maybe you made some choices that aren't so good, maybe you know that you would love to give more, you'd love to do more, 
You'd love to forgive more. Well, it starts with the choice of inviting Christ in. You see, because without God's super, everything else is just natural. And you can only do so much on your own. So if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, that's what the message of the gospel is about, the good news. It's about love. It's about God the Father giving his one and only son who loved you so much, so much so that you wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our hearts, if we believe in our hearts confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we'll be saved. It's the most beautiful and most powerful relationship that you can ever receive so that you can pay it forward to others. Let's just pray together right here, right now. To everyone in the room, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes and just repeat after me, say, Dear Jesus, I want to love more. I know what it's like to mess up, to fall short, and to sin. Would you please forgive me? You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Come into this life and be Lord over my life. Thank you that my past is past. And today, say today, it's a new day with you in Jesus' name. Well, all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. In this moment, you can feel God's presence and his love in this moment. He's here. He's here. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time ever or coming back to relationship with him, all eyes are closed and heads are bowed. But would you just give me a thumbs up in the room? So I say, Pastor, that's me. I made the connection and relationship with Jesus today. Thank you. Well, welcome to the family of God. Let's give God some praise in the house. Come on. And I talked about obedience and love. And in the Great Commission says that we are to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to lift the lid on the stage right now. You see, because we believe in what God believes. And we believe that we should not make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. So if that's you, and you need to step in and leave something behind, just come forward as we worship. In Romans, it says that when we go under the water, that we are buried with Christ. And when we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. And it's not a suggestion to step in and leave behind the old you. It's a command of love to see what God will do. So let's just praise God now. And if that's you, just come forward here. We got towels. We got clothes. But let's just worship God together. Come on. 
Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.